This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. We're joined by our friend Charles Cook. He is the editor of National Review, Review Online and also the author of the Conservatarian Manifesto, available in fine bookstores and on Amazon.com. Mr. Cook, great to have you, sir. Hi. How are you? Doing very well. <laughs> good, good to talk to you, Charles. Uh, so <laughs> we, we got we got a few things to hit on here. I want to get to your piece, which is actually like a little ray of sunshine from from Mr. Cook. Uh, but but first, uh, it, it's sunshine, obviously, with with some other with some storm clouds attached to it. But there's a, there's a debate tonight. Your expectations, your considerations. What do you think about this uh, this whole thing that's going to be going down tonight? Well, I think it's. A- disgrace i think it's pointless at this stage i don't think we learn anything from these debates i don't think they tell us anything important uh, i think this election has been going on an awful long time and has now in the late stages become uh, a circus so uh, what do i think is going to happen i think hillary will win the debate again because donald trump seems to be incapable of pressing any advantages he might have and of controlling himself i've spoken to you before about what could have been about the tax he could have taken. I think he had an opportunity a while back, but uh, he didn't take it, and I don't think he will tonight either. So it's not going to move the needle with regard to the polls. By the way, where where do you stand on that? I mean, now we're at that point in the season where people are saying, well, are the polls really reflective? Is there is there some black swan event that nobody can foresee because it doesn't, you know, the, the numbers aren't representative? I, I don't know. Do you, do you think that, that he's as far be? Because there, there's an L.A. Times poll that says that he's tied, and there's Rasmussen, but I've heard Rasmussen gets this stuff wrong a lot. I don't know. What do you think? I think he's going to be crushed. I think he is down heavily. Uh, I think he's being soundly beaten. And I think it was inevitable. Uh, It was inevitable, perhaps, that he would be beaten, but not by this much. Uh, And she's a shocking candidate. I can't help but feel if Joe Biden were the nominee, uh, Trump would be losing even more heavily uh, than he is. So, no, I don't think he's going to win. I don't think there's anything hiding in the polls. I suppose there could be some uh, exogenous event that changes the trajectory of the election at a very late stage. But What do you make of all this talk about the election being rigged and voter fraud? There's a lot of discussion about that the last few days. Um, do you do you put it – I mean, there is voter fraud, but how much voter fraud is there really, I guess, is, is part of the question. And to say the election is rigged, well, in what context? I, I wonder. But where do you where do you come down on those two on those two points that have gotten a lot of attention? 
Well, I'd put it like this. Uh, there is voter fraud, uh, and it matters. Uh, and where possible, uh, electoral commissions and, and state legislatures should do what they can to stop it. Uh, if you look at the uh, senatorial election in 2008 in Minnesota, it came down to a handful of votes. And there are those who would say uh, that uh, Al Franken should not have been in the Senate. Uh, the margin yeah, I mean that. that, that was, I think actually the, a lot of post uh, post election analysis shows that he should not have won. <laughs> that, that, that in fact right. that was a stolen Senate election. Matters. Yeah, that matters. I mean, I, I don't know enough about it to definitively call it stolen. But when the margins are that small, clearly it matters. Uh, it matters a great deal to the the trajectory of history. I mean, because he was the 60th vote, and that 60th vote was what allowed them to uh, get the initial Obamacare bill through, that was eventually rammed through using reconciliation later on. Uh, that said, uh, that there is voter fraud, that it matters, that it should be taken seriously, uh, is not to say that one can rig a national election. You would even, uh, in a close election, such as, say, 2012, where it came down to 76,000 votes in Florida and 150,000 votes in Ohio, uh, the, the scale of the corruption would have to be astronomical. And there is flatly no evidence whatsoever that that's the case. And I think you can tell that because there's no incentive for Marco Rubio or for Pat Toomey uh, or for Governor Rick Scott uh, to uh, explain that the, the nominee of their own party is incorrect. I mean, if there were serious voter fraud in places like Florida, uh, Republican senators would make a, a big deal out of it, as they have with voter ID for good reason, because that's addressing a, a real and tangible and fixable problem. Charles, can we go to the happy place for a minute? Because I think your your yeah. piece <laughs> that the Republican Party uh, uh, cool it with the Whigs rhetoric. You're saying that that this stuff about the GOP is dead and and that it's all over if Trump loses and it's all coming apart. Way overblown. And in fact, Trump aside, the GOP is looking pretty good. Uh, walk us walk us through the happier side of things here, as many of us prepare for a Hillary victory. Ouch. Well, look, I think that, that Donald Trump has been something of a disaster. I think he's going to lose. I think that there will be long-term repercussions. It's going to be tough for Republicans to rebuild trust uh, among constituencies they usually win, uh, whites with college degrees, for example. It's going to be tough for them to make inroads with uh, Hispanics, with Asian Americans. Historically, they've done quite well, and they can do well with those groups when they try. But the notion that we're on the verge of some sort of party extinction is, to me, ahistorical. I mean, for a start, uh, the Whigs were only really around in any meaningful form for 20 years. Uh, they did disappear, but they were immediately placed by the Republican Party that not only picked up all of their ideas, but then dominated American politics for 80 years. So it's a little bit dishonest to suggest that the, uh, the Whigs disappeared and their ideology with them. Uh, the other point here is that uh, the Whigs were a congressional party for a while, and uh, they struggled to win the White House. Now, it is true that uh, the Republicans have recently struggled to win the White House, and they've also struggled to win the popular vote nationally. Part of that is the normal cycle of history. We do go through these phases. It was very difficult for Democrats to win the White House at one point. And the other part of it is they chose this year uh, to immolate uh, themselves. Uh, but they're not in a generally bad position. I mean, it is feasible that had the party chosen, say, Marco Rubio or John Kasich, they would be winning this election. Hillary Clinton is not strong. This does seem to be a change year. 
Uh, and uh, if that had been the case, we would be looking at uh, a scoreboard that showed that Republicans had won two out of the last four. Uh, if you look elsewhere on the scoreboard, you'll see Republicans are likely to keep the House, which will make it by the end of this congressional term. 18 out of the last 22 years that they've run the House of Representatives. Uh, even in the disastrous scenario in the Senate, which is that they lose six seats, seems unlikely they'll lose that many, but suppose they do, they'd be down to 48 to 52, hardly, uh, again, the sign of extinction. They run most of the states, uh, and uh, they're doing very well outside of Trump. Uh, he doesn't seem to be damaging uh, Republican candidates in quite the way people had thought. If you look at Rubio and Iot and Pat Toomey, uh, even Ron Johnson now coming back in Wisconsin, um, that uh, the Trump campaign is not killing Republicans. And uh, there's some interesting polling data on this. That voters see Trump as being distinct from Republicans per se, that he doesn't represent them. A majority of independents uh, say that Trump doesn't represent Republican values. Only 27% of independents say that he does. And a majority of American voters writ large, Republicans, independents, and Democrats say that he doesn't represent the party. So there's a lot of room uh, for growth there. I think we ought to be a little bit careful not to write the party's obituary ahead of time. Now, if Hillary does win, I think it's um, I'm looking for solace here, and you took us to some, somewhat of a happy place for a moment there. <laughs> there was some some honesty. There was definitely there were some peas we had to eat as well, as is as is the case. That's just a, a reflection of the reality of this election. I would agree with you, uh, but it seems to me that if Hillary does win, the Democrats will be in a sense. Yes, they will have the you know the presidency for four years, um, but they will be saddled with a candidate. Unlike what what they had with Obama in 2009, Obama had to fail and fail repeatedly and really sort of show himself to be a sort of unrepentant progressive leftist, unwilling to reach across the aisle in any meaningful sense before opposition to him started to break beyond the, oh, you're just a racist, you're just a hater. I mean, that was really I, I think there was a, a sort of a honeymoon period that Obama had coming into office. There'll be nothing akin to that for Hillary Clinton. I mean, she's coming into office. The email thing is legit. It's a disaster. She should have faced criminal charges for this. She did not face criminal charges. She sold office when she was secretary. of This is all out there. It's all true. So those who are saying, well, at least the Republican Party can be unified in opposition to a, a sort of progressive Democrat agenda, I think there's some truth to that in a way that with Obama, they all had to kind of nod their heads and be like, OK, we got to wait for him to mess up before we can say anything. Yes, I think that's right. And I have both an optimistic and a pessimistic take on this. The optimistic take is that coalitions and movements tend to tend to be forced in opposition. Uh, Hillary Clinton is going to be president. Uh, she's going to be uh, an unpopular president. Uh, and Republicans, whatever their uh, political affiliations within the party, uh, are likely to rally uh, against her. Uh, they're also likely to remember uh, that she is in favor of many things that they are against. She is an abortion extremist. Uh, she is a proponent of Obamacare. Uh, she doesn't seem to care a great deal about the Constitution. She's in favor of gun control. Uh, these uh, issues are all going to matter. Uh, and if you look at the map in 2018, especially the Senate map, it is pretty difficult to imagine Republicans losing ground in the legislature uh, and maybe in the states as well. Uh, the, the risk, of course, and this is where the conservative movement needs to take a good, hard look at itself, uh, is that we will end up in 2019 
uh, with a lot of Republicans in the House and a lot of Republicans in the Senate, uh, a Democratic president and the same voices telling their listeners, uh, telling their readers that the reason that X, Y or Z happened is that Republicans didn't fight hard enough, not that they didn't have a presidential uh, veto overcoming machine, uh, which, of course, doesn't exist. Uh, and then that we end up with some other bad candidate who runs promising, I'm a strong man, I will fix all of the problems that couldn't be fixed in the last three years, when, of course, the problem Republicans are going to face over the next four years if Hillary Clinton is president uh, is that they won't be able to overcome the veto, and they need to have presidential power if they're going to implement serious reform. Right. At some point, it, it is, and this is this is important because I think we've seen the fruits of this already, Opposition, even relatively successful opposition, although I think that's that's debatable whether you know how much of Obama's agenda was really enacted despite efforts by Congress. And it should be kept in mind he had the House and the Senate, as everyone listening should will recall, for two years. So he had a completely clear runway for two years, and then there was uh, opposition that 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 came into place. Uh, but that's unsatisfying. I'm sorry, Charles. What? And killed almost everything he wanted to do, and including his immigration orders, which were illegal and unconstitutional, but were shot down by the Fifth Circuit at the behest of conservative states, Republican states. Yes, uh, attorney but de- defense doesn't get the populace fired up. I think that's part of the problem. Well, de- and it doesn't get the change, you see, and, that, and I agree. I, it's incredibly frustrating. I can sit here and say, well, uh, correctly, that the Republican House and then the Republican House and Senate have blocked so many policies that Obama wanted. Carbon tax, cap and trade, uh, assault weapons ban, um, the the, uh, tax increases, uh, public option. We could go down the list, uh, but that's all hypothetical, really, in that it never happened. It didn't happen because we took over the House. Uh, but it didn't happen. What people want is they want Obamacare repealed and they want the Iran deal torn up. And I agree. I want all of those things, too. And I also want to remove much of the regulatory state and I want to cut taxes and I want to get Washington out of the way. And I want to return a lot of power to the states. But while President Obama has a veto, that's not going to happen. And we saw that when the House and the Senate got together and passed an Obamacare repeal bill that also defunded Planned Parenthood, and Obama vetoed it. And that's not the House's fault. <laughs> they just didn't have enough votes to override the veto. And I just worry we're going to end up in a situation in which people are so angry, this time with Hillary Clinton, um, that they blame Congress when it's not Congress's fault that the constitutional order includes checks and balances in both directions. Last one for you, Charles, before we uh, have to run into a break here. Assuming a Trump loss, which I know every time I say that, by the way, I get some angry Facebook messages and emails from people saying he's not going to lose. And we're just we're wargaming this, everybody. I don't know what's going to happen. Charles doesn't know what's going to happen. The future is not set. We'll see. Okay. with that said, assuming a Trump loss, do you see a, a schism within the party, meaning that there'll be sort of this offshoot of the Republican Party and maybe Trump TV and all this other stuff? Or or will people be like, all right, well, we tried that. Now we got to now we'll get back to sort of, you know, brass tacks. I think it's the million dollar question. Um, I think it's unlikely because, as I say, coalitions tend to be forged in opposition and it will seem more urgent to stop Hillary's agenda than it will to settle scores. And I say that hopefully from both sides of the aisle, because I'm, of course, the hated rhino squish establishment type. I don't want to settle scores. I don't want to purge people. Uh, I think huge mistakes have been made, um, but I'm not interested in fighting a civil war. Um, So 
that's that's one point to it. Um, I think the other the other point is that um, victory tends to tamp down uh, differences. Uh, and it shouldn't be forgotten that although it will be ignored this year because I think Hillary is likely to win, there is a massive schism within the Democratic Party, too. And if you look at what happened with the Bernie Sanders insurgency, had he been more charismatic, had he been younger, had he been anyone else, had his message been wrapped in a different bottle, uh, I think that uh, he would have won. Uh, and at that point, the inherent tensions within the left's coalition would start to bubble to the surface. Why is it, for example, uh, that white working class union members and social justice warriors and sometimes conservative minorities are under this one umbrella? It's a good question. Um, it is possible, therefore, that you'll see those tensions bubble up in the Republican Party if they do lose. Um, that said, the two-party system from both sides tends to reinforce um, existing coalitions. The tectonic plates move pretty slowly. Uh, I don't think there'll be any serious defects. Charles, super quick bonus round question. What's the difference between your accent and Tom Rogan's accent? Is it regional? What, what, why? What, where's, the, uh, <laughs> where's the separation? No, we're, we're, well, we're very similar at root, but he's lived in America an awful lot of his life, so he's been Americanized, and I have lived here only five and a half years, and I haven't been Americanized at all, and I don't think I will be because my wife doesn't want me to be. Uh, yeah, the Cook and Rogan She's accents. American, by the way. The, la- the ladies love them. I should put up a poll online because I'm telling you, <laughs> you guys, every time you come on, I hear about it. Charles Cook is the editor of National Review Online. You should follow him on Twitter at uh, Charles C.W. Cook. Charles, my friend, always great to have you. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank you for having me. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.